Today on episode number 472 of the School Podcasting's Morning Announcements, we've got three eligible microphones that you can choose from, and that's right, it's a good old-fashioned microphone shootout. Take that, Paul Culligan. And we have a secret extra bonus microphone that'll help you realize the condenser microphones are not for you. We've also got what's going on in podcast news, and I'm going to get all philosophical. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. We talk about all things podcasting, from planning to promoting to uh, podcasting gear to how do I grow my audience, all that fun-filled stuff. I help you massage your message for maximum impact. We help you tackle the technology. We help you flatten the learning curve. We get you on the road again to uh, pain-free podcasting. Hey, our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And I uh, got to tell you, it's uh, it's been a fun weekend here at the Jackson home. My uh, youngest stepson is on his way to Purdue. Yes, Purdue College. And uh, mom got him in a car this morning and uh, off they went. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, number one, I'm really, really tired. And and can I pull back? The, this is the like the third time I've recorded this today because I finally took notes. I thought, ah, hey, it's just a microphone shootout. I'm all over the place. And so proving once again that you have two kind of ends of a scale. You either prepare and edit less or you don't prepare and you're going to do a ton of editing. And so I, after uh, the first couple of times, I went, okay, let, what am I doing here again? What is actually the outcome here? And uh, so, yeah, we're doing a little gating, dating game, for those of you that remember that uh, ripoff here at the beginning. And we're going to get into looking at microphones. There's a new one on the, the agenda here, and that is the Audio-Technica BP-40. And you'll hear me uh, actually using it. Maybe you're listening right now. You'll have to find out. And uh, what I think of it and what I think about microphones in general. Do you need a new microphone? Well, you'll find out a little later. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to join up, use the coupon code LISTENER. That is L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And since we're going to be talking about podcast gear today, I want to mention two websites. One, bestpodcastinggear.com. That's where I've hand-selected a lot of gear that I use and other people use and the other one, I had somebody email me, and I mentioned the website last week, supportthisshow.com. If you're looking for uh, any kind of my bonus content, any of my books, if you would like, I have links there to affiliate programs like HostGator, DreamHost. Uh, I have Lipson, Blueberry, Podbean, um, FreshBooks, Amazon.com. Appendipony. So if you're a person that listens to this show and you're like, Dave, I don't really need the school of podcasting. I already got one. Uh, well, then by all means, the next time you find yourself going to any of those locations, do go to supportthisshow.com. And uh, it's just an easy way to help support the show. And in my case, help pay off student loans, which I'm very close to paying off one that will leave me with uh, one more to uh, 
uh, trounce. So uh, we're, I think I'm under 20 grand now in uh, student loans. So that's uh, that's exciting. I know it sounds weird to say that, but uh, we're getting, getting close. School of Podcasting. With Dave Jackson. We're going to start off with some quick podcast success stories. Here again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at schoolofpodcasting.com. i am uh, been working on my talk for uh, podcast movement, looking really, really forward to that. And one of the things is, if you don't ask, you don't get. And uh, I realize I haven't mentioned these in a while. I have a couple of segments that I like to do on the show. One is called The Last Five and Five, meaning not what are your favorite podcasts, but what were the last five you listened to? And I'll probably be interviewing a lot of people at Podcast Movement and getting more of these. And so you can cheat. You can look at your phone and see what were the last five podcasts you listened to. Tell us a little bit about that show, like about not so much that episode, but you could do that too. And uh, maybe where we can find it. So it's a way to help people discover other podcasts. And of course, we want to know about your podcast. It's called The Last Five and Five. Another one I like to do is called Because of My Podcast Blank. And for the record, this will be a book in the future. So you'll get future exposure for this. And there are all sorts of different ways that you can benefit from podcasting. And so many people look at money and sure there's that. But I've had people that have had... uh, They've been able to interview people that they couldn't have without their podcast. They've, uh, you know, grown closer with their family. They've gotten jobs. There are all sorts of different things that you look back and go, wow, if it wasn't for my podcast, I wouldn't have been able to blank. And if you could fill in that blank for me. Now, if you want to record an, uh, an audio and just send it in to Dave at school you could also go to school slash contact and uh, send it in there with the SpeakPipe app, or if you want to email it to me, whatever you want to do, you can call it in, 888-563-3228. But I have been talking about the latest news, and of course, a couple weeks ago, the president was on a podcast, and the big news this week was there is a uh, a podcasting company called Midroll, primarily known for they get advertisers for podcasting. Now, this is for people that get at least... 5,000 downloads, I would guess, if not 20,000 per episode. So we're talking the big dogs here. And this company was purchased by the EW Scripts Company. And if you're like, who? Yeah, exactly. What this is, this is, for lack of a better phrase, an old media company, primarily known for newspaper. I think they do some, uh, uh, they they have some integration with uh, cable TV and I believe they have some radio experience as well, but they were looking to get into the new biggest, baddest, hottest thing on the planet, which of course is podcasting. And so it's exciting. If you've ever seen the double rainbow video on YouTube, uh, you should. Well, let's just let double rainbow guy uh, say it himself, of course, which is. What does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? I don't know. I know to me, it kind of sounds like, hey, this is another shot in the arm that a media company that's been around for years is investing in podcasting. They're like, hey, this looks like a viable solution to grow our business, to help us stay relevant as a company. How, How would you like to have a big chunk of your company be involved in newspapers? Right, exactly. What? What's a newspaper? Right. Yeah, we do newspapers. We also do the phone book. Yeah. Good luck with that. 
So they're they're trying to diversify. And so I'm excited about that. I don't quite get what's in it for mid-roll because they were doing, from what I heard, fine. But they might now get access to other advertisers that Scripps had a relationship with. So it's one of those that's kind of like, all right, what does it mean? Don't know. Excited to hear it? Sure. It's uh, money coming into the podcasting space. I'm always excited to hear about this. And I'll put a link out at the Wolf Den where the guys from Midroll kind of interview their new bosses or co-partners in crime from scripts and they just made it sound like it was a lot of uh they're going to be able to kind of play off of each other and there'll be a lot of uh, uh growth in both areas so that's the the news this week in uh, the big news in uh, podcasting was again scripts purchases the mid-roll another quick piece of podcasting news here's a uh, interesting stat um honda uh north american um, executive Vice President Rick Skoztek adds that Honda is part of what's called the Auto ISAC, I-S-A-C, which stands for Intelligent Sharing and Analysis Center. And it includes other automakers such as BMW, Ford, and General Motors. The goal of the group is to share information on threats to automotive connectivity systems. And it says some 60% of cars are expected to have connected features in 2016 and here's a little tidbit about honda in 2016 and in this clip they're talking about the new 2016 honda accord 2016 model that for the first time will feature compatibility with apple's carplay and android auto systems that allow you to connect your smartphone to your car so here again we're seeing that car which is one of the biggest places where people listen to radio is being invaded by podcasting and technology. And if radio doesn't get their head out of their rear end and start putting out something that I want to listen to, it's going to really kind of, it's never going to go away. Trust me on that because there are a lot of people that are not going to be early adopters, but it is, uh, it's being assaulted by new things. And uh, it should be interesting to see as this unfolds and as more and more people start to buy these cars now, And things start to be more and more connected, how the numbers from podcasting go up and up and up. Another study this month came out about how, and a lot of these stats were old, Uh, Amplify Media released a uh, podcast infographic saying that there were 2.6 billion podcast episodes were downloaded in 2014. On average, the podcast audience listens to six podcasts per week, and they said just last week, 32 million Americans listened to a podcast. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on the Coach Zing show with uh, Doug Freda, and it's uh, we were talking how podcasting usually kind of has things that come in waves. And it really seems like it's just riding a very long wave. And uh, here's a snippet of our conversation. What do you see as what podcasting can do for your business, for your, you know, for, for your message, for whatever it is people are trying to do? Yeah, for me, I have a, a client right now that started a podcast. He works in the banking industry and 
I was telling him about new and noteworthy and, you know, different ways to launch your podcast and microphones and such. And I, I kind of asked him, I go, well, what's the major goal? Like, how would you know when your podcast is successful? Right. He goes, you know what? Can I tell you? I, I really don't care about downloads. And then I'm like, okay, well, I go, what's, what's the point of the podcast? He goes, it's opening doors. He goes, people that I couldn't talk to before, when I say I have a podcast, he goes, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll come on your show because they want to be seen as an expert. And when you're the guest, you know, you're kind of like the content expert. So people love to be in that role. So he said, I'm getting doors open. And I'm, he goes, that then leads to me building relationships. It's getting the door open. So I was like, well, that's interesting because I've always known that. I've known so many people that have gotten to speak to their heroes or they've gotten involved in movies and all sorts of different doors have been open because nobody will talk to me because I'm just Dave Jackson. But when I say I have a podcast, they're like, oh, oh yeah, I'd love to be on that. So that is one I think that really kind of gets overlooked. We all look at the money and and this and that, but just sometimes just the relationships that it can help foster uh, is something that is hard to put a price tag on in the long run because, you know, you never know where down the road somebody's going to call your name to, you know, do some sort of event or speak or, you know, JV partner, whatever it's going to be. And that all came because you asked them to be on a podcast. There you go. And you can find that again. It's called the Coach Zing, as in Coach Z-I-N-G show. I have links to this out at uh, in our show notes schoolofpodcasting.com slash 472. I was also on a uh, a webinar with the one and only Steve Stewart. And Steve has created a course for those of you that really want to get into the nitty, super gritty of audacity. Steve is kind of an audacity guru. He's been using it forever from uh, back in the day when Steve was a DJ. He transferred all his albums. These are these big things, children, before Google we had these big albums and we would we would take them and, and they were vinyl. If you left them in the car, they would melt. And uh, Steve took his and uh, converted them to digital copies. And uh, he's been a uh, Audacity user ever since. So obviously you can learn about Audacity at the School of Podcasting. But Steve definitely goes way into the deep end of the pool. And if you want to check this out, go to stevestewart.me slash Dave Jackson. Now the webinar will only be available for a short period of time. And after that, you have to actually buy his course, but it's a one-time fee. It's awesome. Again, check it out, stevestewart.me slash Dave Jackson to uh, check out that course. If you're looking to, am I going to say it? Take your audacity to greater heights. There we go. I, I almost, just a little in my mouth, almost threw up. Um. Anyway, the other thing I want to point out, I'm always listening to new podcasts and uh, just checking out different people, especially if it's a well-known person. And if you ever heard of the four hour work week, you've probably heard of Tim Ferriss and I've heard about him and he's in view, he's interviewed some really huge people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and things like that. And so I went over and I kind of do what I call cherry picking, which is like, instead of subscribing to the show, I go, Oh, okay. I've heard of him. Like he's interviewed Rick Rubin who has nothing to do with the sandwich, by the way, Rick Rubin is a uh, very famous, one of the most successful music producers ever. And uh, so he interviewed Rick Rubin and he also interviewed Glenn Beck. Now, I know Glenn Beck is kind of a lightning rod. I strongly urge you to listen to the Tim Ferriss interview of Glenn Beck because it has nothing to do with politics. And it's really interesting because you'll find out that as much as you think Glenn Beck is this, you know, right wing nut job, blah, blah. No, it's actually really, really cool. But here's the other reason why you should listen to the uh, to the uh, Tim Ferriss show. This guy asks phenomenal follow-up questions. 
and he's quick about it. And what I, what I want to point out is so many times we write out questions when we interview people, and I always say, use those as a roadmap. But by all means, and this is where interviewing is kind of hard, and for the record, you don't have to do interviews in your podcast. I know, I'm crazy like that. But you can, um, you can have that roadmap of questions, but listen to your guest. And so he's interviewing Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin produced Jay-Z, and he actually appears in the video for the song 99 Problems, which is a great tune, by the way, if you don't mind the B word every now and then. But Rick is in that video, so he asks him about how did you get in the video, and Rick answers the question, blah, 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 and he's working with Jay-Z, et cetera, et cetera, and he goes, he's one of my favorite people. Now, Tim could have said, great, tell us about the time you were no No, he listened to him and said, well, why do you say that? Why is Jay-Z one of your favorite people? Because if you think about it, we now have somebody who has behind-the-scenes information on Jay-Z, things you can't get anywhere else. And he goes, oh, man, he's just so charismatic, and he's great, and he's kind, and he's funny, and blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of interesting. And then I'm listening to him interview Glenn Beck. And Glenn Beck sounds horrible, by the way. Uh, and he's talking about how when he left Fox News, which was interesting, he left Fox News because he said he was really starting to get pulled into wanting more fame. And he knew that if he let fame kind of dig its, its fingernails into him, he said, I was going to lose my soul because I would want to do anything for that. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. And so he started his own network and he had to hire all these people. And so Tim asked him a great question. Who was the first person you hired? And then he said, well, I hired this woman and I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. He said, I, and I, I knew I was going to hire her. Once she sat down, he goes, within the first three minutes, I knew I was going to hire her. Now, Tim didn't say, great, what was the next? No, he said, well, what did that woman say in the first three minutes that led you to think, oh, you are so hired? And I was listening, I'm like, man, that is a great follow-up question. So there are times when I listen to shows for their content, and there are other times when we can learn from shows by studying their technique. You should always... Maybe three, four days after you put out a show and you haven't listened to it, listen to your own show through the ears of your listener, especially through the ears of a brand new listener and study your own technique. But also when you're listening to these other shows, you can learn techniques from them as well. So for me, I'm not a like pro or con Tim Ferriss. Uh, I mean, I know who he is. He's a four hour work week guy and blah, blah, blah. And I've heard some kind of bizarre things about him, but I will say this. He is a phenomenal interviewer and he has great guests. How he just like apparently had like walked up to, I don't know if he was at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house or what, but just like threw down a portable recorder and the two went at it. So I've been interested. I've been having fun going through listening to the back catalog of Tim Ferriss. And that's one of those keys again, is that when somebody finds your podcast, they will go back and listen to the entire episode. In fact, speaking of Glenn Beck, here's a clip that I clamored of Glenn Beck talking about uh, advice and moving forward. So the best advice I learned by mistake, and that is be willing to fail or succeed on who you are, who you really are. Don't ever try to be anything else. What you are is good enough for whatever it is you're doing. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it people like you. And 
if you say, well, Dave, why do you say when people find your podcast, they'll go back and listen to your entire episode? This is my buddy, Subes, Nick Suberling. This is from Podcasters Group Therapy. If you checked out that show, love that show. PGT forever, baby. Podcastersgrouptherapy.com. This is from the July. This is episode number 18 on copyright. And listen to Nick. It's a podcast called Trivial Warfare. So I went back and I, I subscribed and I listened to the most recent episode and I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like, I think it would be so cool to do something like this. I've always wanted to do some sort of game show type podcast. And this, this format that they have, uh, that they've come up with is really, really cool. It's called Trivial Warfare. After I listened to the first episode, I went back and I listened to every single episode, 22 episodes, I believe, mm. in three days. There you go. That's why I say that. Because when you make content that impacts your audience, they'll go and they'll download the entire back catalog. And then what was Nick doing? Nick was using word of mouth to tell his friends, in this case, uh, Tawny and Corey, the fabulous Finnerans, about this new podcast. So I'm not making this stuff up. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And you can have people doing that exact same thing. Hello, everybody. My name's Adam Curry. This is the morning announcements. Enjoy it in the morning. One of the things I always say I help you do is tackle the technology because you can easily spend thousands of dollars that you don't need to spend. And I don't know about you, I, I like money. I work way too hard for my money to just give it all away to have some sort of microphone sitting in my desk drawer or a mixer that I don't need. And so today, we're gonna compare a couple different microphones. Let's hop to it. All right, so here is microphone number one, and I'm throwing this in just because we haven't explained this in a while, and that is what is the difference between a condenser microphone and a dynamic microphone. So this is the uh, Audio-Technica 2020 microphone. I love this microphone. Now we're gonna get into things like frequency response. And basically it starts with a low number. And in this case, the Audio-Technica 2020 goes all the way down to 20 and all the way up to 20,000. That means it's very, it picks up all the bass and it also picks up all the upper end. Now right now, I have this going through a mixer and all the knobs are set at 12 o'clock. So I'm not adding anything and I'm not deleting anything in terms of uh, frequencies. But one of the things I want to point out here is that I'm going to go ahead and turn on a fan. And depending on now, if you're in the car, you may not hear that, but um, it's making a fair amount of noise and I hear it in my headphones. The other thing we're going to do, and we'll be doing this with all the microphones, is I'm going to go to my iPhone and turn on some smooth jazz, uh, which I realize in reality is not probably legal, but uh, you know, thank you to Apple Radio or whatever it's called, iTunes Radio here, so that I can put this on in the background. All right, so I have my phone set at half volume, and you can probably hear the jazz in the background now if I just shut up. Now, again, keep in mind, this kind of noise is probably never heard by the average audience listener because they're listening in the car. They're listening in some place like work or things like that. 
that uh, you know has some sort of background noise built in. So uh, just to show you the difference, let me quickly now switch microphones. So this is the again, this is the 2020 condenser microphone, and I'm going to switch at three, two, one. This is a dynamic microphone. Now, granted, you can still hear the the jazz in the back, but listen to the difference. Not a huge difference, but nonetheless a difference. So when we say with a condenser microphone, you can pick, you can hear a pin drop, it's because you can hear a pin drop. So that's why I don't recommend condenser microphones. Love the 2020 microphone, and it's cool that they have a, um, a version that works as a USB and also will plug right into your iPad, but you need a really quiet location uh, or something to uh, cut out all the background noise. And you can see, I'll play a little with a little a gate, but even if you gate this out, you'll still hear it when you're talking. So here is microphone number two. I'm actually holding this with my hand. And this is the Audio-Technica 2100, uh, better known as the ATR 2100 USB. It goes for $59.99. Now, the last microphone was the Audio-Technica 2020. That's the condenser microphone. That goes for $99. Now, the one thing that's a little different about this microphone is it doesn't the frequency response is from 50, so not quite as low as the, the 2020, up to 15,000, so not quite as clear as the 2020. But it, as we heard, it only picks up more or less what is right in front of it. The other thing that is different about the ATR2100 or the ATR2005, they're both more or less the same microphone, one is black and one is silver, is... Uh, this the ATR2100 right now is $59. The 2005, as I record this at bestpodcastinggear.com, is $79. And these both work with a mixer, but they also work as a USB interface. So if you just want to plug this directly into your computer, you can do that. And so this microphone, again, different kind of tone, maybe a little more bassier and maybe not quite as clear, but... Uh, this one, basically less money than the 2020. It's not a condenser, so you don't have to worry about so much as so much room noise. And it also can be plugged in via USB. And that's why so many podcast consultants recommend this microphone. So microphone number two, the Audio Technica ATR2100 USB. So this is the Audio Technica BP40. It goes for about $359. It is a large frame kind of dynamic microphone, a little more in the realm of like a high PR40. It's designed to be a broadcast microphone. And where the ATR2100 gets 50 to 15,000, this one goes 50 all the way up to 16,000. And it actually has a, a switch. If you wanted to, you can have it cut out any frequencies below 100 hertz. Now, I realize we're getting kind of geeky here, but basically the lower the number, the more bassier it is. And pretty much anything under 100, maybe even 200, the frequencies are more felt than they are heard. And so this microphone also is just XLR. It does not act as a, a you, you cannot just plug it in directly. You'd either have to have a mixer or again, some sort of XLR to USB uh, connector to plug it in. And so my first reaction to this was, okay, 
Uh, does it sound better than the ATR 2100? Um, I know it seems like the 2100 has a little more bass in it, but we're going to go and we're going to plug them all in here in a minute and kind of switch from one to one. But this is what the BP40 sounds like. And the one thing I really like about this is, it sounds weird, the actual shock mount of it. And what a shock mount does is basically I can tap on, I'm tapping on my desk right now, it's not making any noise, because your microphone is really suspended in air. And it has this really cool mechanism to let you take in and out the microphone super duper easy. Not that I plan on doing that a lot, but it's nice that if I want to swap it out, uh, I can. So this is the Audio-Technica BP40 uh, Dynamic Microphone. And the next microphone up is the ElectroVoice RE320. And this one has a frequency response of 30 to 18,000. So it goes down a little bassier and above a little higher what the BP40 does in terms of the frequency response. Now, I actually have it set up to only go down to 45. There's actually a little switch that allows you to do what's called a bass roll off. So anything under 45 hertz, it just cuts out. And so we're doing 45 to 1800. So we'll now uh, plug all these in and hear them side by side. And then we'll talk about, well, is this a good microphone or not? All right, so now to compare tone to tone. And again, I mean, I'm holding the ATR 2100. I ran out of mic stands basically. And um, this is the uh, the tone for that. What I'm doing here is I have the, the 2100 pretty much right underneath my chin, pointing up at my microphone. And then I'm going to have uh, the other two microphones here basically kind of I'm going to be talking across them and I'll just hit a couple of switches here and mute microphones and we'll hear them all back to back to back. So here again, this is the 2005 and if I mute and go over here, this is the BP40, the dynamic microphone again. So BP40 Audio-Technica 2100. This is a uh, around a $59 microphone. This one is at uh, $350. Again, the Audio-Technica BP40 and now the Audio-Technica 2100. Now, let's compare the Audio-Technica BP40 to the Electro-Voice RE320. And I want to make sure these set up, yeah, this one, I want to make them all the same volume level. So this is, uh, and these are all just going into a mixer. There's no uh, what you're hearing is just the sound of the microphone. There's no processing. There's no EQ here. So this is the RE320, and this is the BP40. So I am going to turn this one up a little bit more, just a little bit. There we go. And to me, I'm really missing. I'm really missing the upper end for this. It seems, it just seems rather MIDI uh, to me comparing this to the RE320. There just seems more clarity on my S's and T's. Now, there may not be as much bass, but this is the BP40, and this is the RE320, and, of course, this is the 2100. Now, here's the answer on all these. Let me go back, since we're kind of spotlighting the BP40 today. None of these really sound horrible. Now, the great thing about sound is it's all subjective. 30% of the audience might think this sounds great, and then another 30% goes, no way, 
the uh, the re the re three twenty sounds so much better. And then another thirty percent is going to go. No, you got to go with the uh, here. You got to go with the BP forty, or you got to go with the <laughs> twenty one hundred. I'm getting confused on which button is which here. But here's now. Let's do this. Let's turn back on our fan. Okay, and this is like this is the dumbest test ever. Uh, and I'm going to turn back on my smooth jazz. Here we go. And I'll put that back here. And so for this part, I'm going to shut up. I will say the name of the mic, and we'll see which one picks up more background noise. You ready? So right now we are listening to the Audio-Technica 2100. And so as I look at this, not a single light is blinking on my recorder. Now let's go over to the BP-40. Here we go. And we actually have lights blinking. That's interesting. So if I go back to the 2100, volume-wise, I'm getting about the same volume here. If I look at this, I'm going up somewhere about minus 6. Here when I talk, yep, it's still minus 6. It's not like this one's up louder. And the, the sound is in front of the microphone. So this is just picking up room noise. Now let's compare the BP-40 to the 2100 or the uh, re320 and this is the re320 so this is so weird it's like we're gauging silence so here again re320 bp40 and 2100 and now as a, a final test here i moved the music to behind me and, of course, now the song's over. All right, so for this test, what I've done is I've taken the my iPhone playing the smooth jazz, and I've put it behind my computer, basically, for to see what how the rear, um, you know, how much sound the, the microphone picks up from behind it. And so with the 2100, much like before, I hear almost nothing. And, and this is one of the points I'm going to make here. So let's go through these. Here's the 2100. This is the BP-40. Okay, and now this is the RE-320. And really, I'm starting to like the 2100 out of all these. It's kind of interesting. Uh, now, here's the thing I want to point out about this. In fact, let me go back to the BP-40. It's, it's fun keeping track of all these. Is Oh, now I need to go turn off the stupid jazz music. And you know what? I want to leave that on. And here's the thing to think about this. With this, this background noise stuff, I've told this story before. Rich Palmer, love this guy. Uh, very early member of the School of Podcasting. And um, I used to obsess over background noise in my podcast. And I had a fan, just like, just like this one. I'll turn it back on. And it was the sound of my computer. And I would bring it up in the show, and I would be like, oh, man, I can't believe the sound is really bugging me, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And finally, Rich uh, wrote to me and said, Dave, I can't hear the noise you're talking about. Because, again, remember, so many people listen to this in the car while they're walking the dog at work. Is it perfectly quiet where you work? No, the phone's ringing, people are talking. There's excessive murmuring going on. 
And so they're not going to hear this. Now, does this mean that we don't care and we just record whatever you want? No, always do the best you can to create the best environment. But we can lose a lot of sleep over this kind of stuff. And so here I'm literally in a, I'm going to turn off the fan. I'm in a quiet room straining with my headphones to go, yep, I, I think that light, I got like a half a light of a blink on that. No one is going to hear that. Now, I've said in the past, you do not need a mixer. If you're not mixing live music in with your uh, podcast, if you're not doing, if you're not calling people on Skype and you need to do this thing called a mix minus where you send them just the sound of you, but not them, that's called a mix minus. If you're not doing that, you don't need a mixer. But Mixers are kind of fun because I can take this microphone and let's say I go, hmm, the other microphone had a little more low end to it. Well, I can come over here on my mixer and turn up just a little bit of the bass and go, you know, it's kind of mid, like a little mid heavy. So I could take maybe just a little mid out and maybe turn up the upper frequencies just a bit because the other one seemed a little more clear. And I'm like, okay, I like the sound of that better than I did when I first started it. And so I, I like the looks of this microphone. Now I like with just a little more clarity and realize we all have different tones of voice. And so I don't know that there is a one size fits all, but I like the sound of this microphone. Now I can also do the exact same thing to the 2100. And I go, okay, this one has a little more low end, but I might touch that up just a little bit and maybe just a pinch of upper end and I'm like, you know what? That's good. I, for my voice, this microphone doesn't need a whole lot of tweaking going on. But if I go over here to the RE320, I'm like, wow, this is uh, very clear. It's very, and I go, I, I really kind of miss some of that bottom end. So I'm going to go ahead and turn up the bass a little bit and maybe even turn down some of the upper end a little bit. Realize there are two ways to make things bassy. One is to turn up the bass and the other one is to turn down the treble. And uh, I go, yeah, I, I think I like the way that sounds. It is so clear that, you know, depending on the scenario, but you can tweak these. And so if I do this now, this is the RE320, and this is the BP40, and this is the, uh, the ATR2100. Is there really that much difference between microphone to microphone to where you're going, hmm, I'm not really sure. Uh, if I go back to this one now and I turn that one off, is there really, this is the 2100, that's the RE320, and that's the BP40. No, there isn't really that much difference. And so for the people, let's go back to the BP40 since we're spotlighting that today. You know, so if you're on a budget, you know, which one do you get? And this is where, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I see people that are selling packages. The If you're a podcaster, you buy this. And I, I feel, my opinion is, that's unfair. And if you have an uneducated audience, you're selling them things that they don't need in many cases. And so for me, if somebody says, what should I buy? I'm going to have to ask you about five to ten questions. Like, are you going to be... Uh, recording a solo in your office? Are you going to be traveling? If you have a co-host, are they in the room with you or not? Are you on a Mac or a PC? All sorts of different things to figure out the right equipment that you need. And so I'll be talking about this in the future. I think I'm going to write a guide about this. Like what questions do you need to write? I've talked about it in the past. I think I'm going to put it into a, a single 
a document and sell it uh, very inexpensively, of course, to um, anyone who wants. And, of course, it'll be free for members of the School of Podcasting. Now, I would be an idiot if I didn't mention here to go to bestpodcastinggear.com. Now, what is this? This is an Amazon store that uses my affiliate link. And I've gone over and I've hand-selected microphones and cables and recorders and things like that. It's bestpodcastinggear.com. So if you're a person that's listened to this show for a while and you are thinking of buying some new gear, well, go over to bestpodcastinggear.com, and that's a way to help support me and uh, doesn't cost you an extra dime. So let's, uh, let's wrap things up here with the BP40. What do I think of it? Well, I think it's a great microphone. Do I think it's better than the other ones? I think these are all kind of the same. And you're like, how can you think that? The one, the um, Audio-Technica 2100, that thing is going for $59. And the other one, as I look at this right now, the BP40 is going for $349. So almost $300 difference. And if you ask me and go, does this sound $300 better, I'm like, mm, no, maybe not. Now, is it a little more, it's definitely more durable. Because with the BP40, it's not only a great microphone, you could use this baby as a weapon. It is well made and definitely, uh, I like the looks of it. I actually like the look of it a little better than the RE20. Um, the RE20 kind of has a silver mesh to it. And this one is all black. And the reason I say that is the silver mesh on the RE20 kind of after a while gets a little meh looking. You know, it looks like it's a little, I don't know, just dusty or whatever, and it's not. Now, the one thing we haven't mentioned here is the Heil PR40. And you almost need to have, like, angel voices when you say that, like, ladies and gentlemen, or, uh, you know, some sort of uh, EQ or, or reverb. The Heil PR40. And so many people love this microphone. And it is. It's another one. It's a great microphone. And the frequency response on a high LPR 40 goes all the way down to 28. So realize the BP40 goes down to 50. The PR40 goes down even lower than that, 28 hertz, all the way up to 18, where the BP40 goes up to only goes up to 16. So it goes up a little clearer and it goes down a little further in base for that. Now, if we compare the high LPR 40 to the RE320, Again, 28 on the low end. Well, for the RE320, it goes down to 30, so it barely beats it. Uh, and on the, um, again, the RE320 goes up to 18,000, where the BP, or the, uh, not BP, too many 40s here, the high LPR 40 uh, goes all the way up to 18K. And so don't go just by frequency response. I guess it's hard to answer this question. Because we've heard three, actually four microphones, if we count the condenser, and they all sounded pretty good. And with with the uh, with a mixer, you can do that. And that's the last point I want to say here. I have two points. Number one, you can do the stuff that I did with the mixer. You can do that uh, with uh, software. So if you don't have a mixer, you can add, you can tweak EQ in Audacity, in Audition, in GarageBand. There are all sorts of ways to do this in the software. And then I guess my last point here before I plug this into a, uh, a mic preamp here is 
I don't think, again, there is one size fits all because we all have different tones. You know, some of us have that big, boomy radio voice and we, we talk like this normally. And then other people have like a kind of a voice and they sound like this and it may not, they're my, they're, the microphone may just not sound and this is the way they talk and that's fine. But that's not, you know, a different microphone might make that person sound completely great. And the bad news is the only way you can tell is by buying one and seeing what it's like. And that's where either post-production in software or with a mixer as you're recording, you can kind of make any microphone sound definitely listenable. None of these sound horrible in my book. And you can tweak them all to where they sound great. And the last thing I want to point out, again, in the same way that you don't need a mixer, you don't need an audio processor. In this case, this is a DBX uh, 286 uh, A. You can buy the two... Uh, DBX-286S, I believe is what is out now. And this is what a noise gate does. And so here, it also adds a little bit to the bottom end and the high end. So this is with it off, and this is with it on. And wow, I hear a lot of bass there as I do this. I was playing with this earlier. But yeah. So, yeah, this, this definitely makes a difference. And here in my headphones, I'm like, that's a too much. So I could turn down the bass. There we go. But realize if I really, sometimes we get overblown on this. And I'm going to go crazy here. So I'm going to turn this bass all the way up. All right. And now that's ridiculous. Do you hear this? That's ridiculous. Okay. So my point is a little goes a long way with some of this stuff. And I have people's podcasts that have almost unsubscribed because they go for the big boomy sound so much that it actually, like, I'm worried it's going to blow my speakers in my car because I have the volume up from the last show, whatever I listen to, and then their show comes on and it's just boom. And I'm like, look, I understand you're trying to sound like a big boomy radio person, but, you know, that's where as much as we like the PR40 because it's big and bassy, big and bassy, we're going for people to understand us. Yes, we want to sound good. We want to sound warm and, and fuzzy and, and, you know, professional, but we can really go too far. And when I first bought this piece of equipment, I did exactly what I did. I turned the bass all the way up. I'm like, oh, listen to me. I'm just rumbling. Well, who wants to rumble? And in some cases, you can actually do the opposite. If I go over here and turn up the high end, wow, that's actually kind of harsh now. So be careful with this. And when in doubt, get a friend to listen to it. And then listen to somebody else's podcast and see if you're in the same kind of vicinity in terms of quality. In the end, content, your content is what will make people subscribe to your show, not the microphone. Nobody's listening to this going, oh, if only he used an Audio-Technica 2100, I would subscribe. No, they don't care. They also don't care what it looks like. Now, like I said, I really like the way this microphone looks. Well, if I was doing video, so maybe because I do Ask the Podcast Coach on video on Saturdays, which of course you can subscribe in iTunes, and I get that show, that would come into play. But, and I love this because first of all, again, thank you to Audio-Technica for allowing me to to play with this for a little bit. Uh, I do think it's a great microphone. Uh, for me, for my voice, I have to tweak it a little bit to make it sound the way I want. But pretty much that is the way with any microphone. And I think the bottom line is, as long as you stick with a name brand, like Audio-Technica, like Heil, like Shure, I think you're gonna be okay. As a musician, growing up, we learned one thing, and this this is not a United States thing. It's just guitars made in the U.S. 
compared to, say, a guitar made in Mexico by the same vendor, you really couldn't go wrong. Because for whatever reason, I'll give you an example. A Fender Stratocaster, the, the one I uh, play a lot, is an $800 guitar. It's awesome. I love it. And I, I so it's called the, the model is called a Stratocaster. I have a second one that was made in Mexico, and the pieces parts kind of aren't the same, but I think the wood is the same. Maybe, maybe not. It just doesn't sound as good. And consequently, I call it the Crapacaster. And so... To me, as long as you stay with the name brand microphones, you're going to be okay. I would just urge you, as we heard at the very beginning of this, to stay away from condenser microphones, which means most Blue microphones. I don't think Blue makes a dynamic microphone. So when you hear people talk about the Blue Yeti and the Blue Snowball and the Blue, I, I stay away from... Now, they make great microphones, just not great for somebody who's trying to record a podcast in the back bedroom. So... Yet again, I, I want to uh, give a shout out to Paul Culligan from the Podcast Report. He always says, I'm not one of those podcasts that does a microphone shootout. Well, I am apparently. So uh, <laughs> here you go. Yet another microphone shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And the last thing I'm going to throw in here, and again, I'm going to use the BP40 on the way out here, is we've talked about in the past the courage to podcast. You know, one of the great things, anytime I hear somebody say, I just recorded my first episode or I just released my first episode, you have done so much more than so many people that have thought about doing a podcast that want to do it. No, you actually did it. You bought the equipment, you plugged it in, you press record and you published it. That takes courage. Now, if you think about your podcast, helping people, and most of them do, even if it's just a fun, you know, three guys, one brain show, you're, you're helping people to escape their normal life. And for a second, they're laughing and they're having fun. Your show can help people. And so that in some ways can help you eliminate that, that fear of podcasting. And remember, you're, you're just talking to one person. Forget about the thousands that are, you're just talking to one person. And so I was thinking about this Saturday because next week is podcast movement and I'm so excited to go there. It's going to be great. It's in Dallas, Texas. I'll be speaking there. And the other thing I completely forgot about is I'm up for an award. I'm up for award in the technology category and I'm up against some really big names like Leo Laporte. And so there's a part of me that goes, well, there's no way I'm going to I'm going to win this. There's no way I can win. And I remember my buddy, Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast thought the same thing. And he won at the podcast awards. This is the Academy of podcasters, different uh, awards, but kind of the same thing. And Daniel won because Daniel had a more engaged audience. And I got to remember, this is not audience based. It is based on this uh, Academy. It's kind of like the uh, Academy awards. And I always say, be ready to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. And that means every episode and every time you get a chance to speak and every time you get a chance to email somebody and every time you get a chance to, to answer a question, anytime you get a chance to interact with your audience, that is an opportunity to grow your audience. And I thought, you know what? Uh, what if I win? And it's really weird because my, my, lack of, I don't know, it's not confidence. 
I don't know what it is, but there's just this voice, this really loud voice in my head that goes, oh, you're not going to win. Are you kidding me? You're not going to win. What's the point? But the other voice in my head says, look, you, you preach to take advantage of every opportunity. And if you do win, you're going to have a room full of people that are going to listen to you for the next whatever minute and a half. You probably, you probably should have something ready so that you don't go up there and just go, uh, uh, I want to thank everyone I was nominated with. Uh, I want to thank the Academy. Uh, peace out. No, you, you, do something to stand out, to, to make a statement, maximize the effect of that opportunity. Cause that's a blown opportunity when you go, yeah, and peace out. That's not going to work. So here's the, the, the downside of this. What if I sit down and I actually write, you know, a couple names I want to think and maybe some little baby story to make people laugh, cry, think, or groan, impact them some way that they go, Hey, you know, I should probably listen to that guy show. He's pretty funny or he was entertaining or he seemed to know what he was talking about or something. I got an opportunity, but that means I might write something down and come that evening. I might have to do what I affectionately referred to as the crinkle of shame, <laughs> right? What do I do with this speech that I'm not going to give now? Well, as a, as an, as a teacher, as a teacher, I teach people technology every day and I've seen those people. I, I remember once I worked in a, a lab where I mentored people and I saw those people that were afraid to try because they would rather not try. And if they fail, they go, that's all right. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. So whatever, I got an F or whatever. I didn't even try. They would rather fail and not try than try. And then you lose your excuse. What if you fail? To which I say, what if you don't? So yeah, I might have to do the crinkle of shame which is not shame. I mean, I, I, it's no way. This is one of those where I'm really honored to be, you know, Mac OS Ken, uh, the feed. There are a bunch of other people that I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm winning this. But you know what? I got to be ready to take advantage in the event I get the opportunity. And that takes a little bit of courage. And it's a little bit about putting yourself out there knowing that the nun of life may come along and smack you with a ruler. And I'm an even Catholic, uh, you know, that might happen. And that means when you put yourself out there, there might be a little disappointment. Well, you know what? Life is filled with disappointments, but if you don't put yourself out there, you don't grow. If you don't put yourself out there, you don't connect with anybody. And isn't that really life? I'm getting all philosophical here at the end, but isn't that really life? If you don't, if you didn't ask out your spouse, you wouldn't be married right now. If you didn't, whatever, there, there's always risk in anything you do. And I think if you look back at anything that you've had success with, be it marriage, be it your best friend, be it your dog, be it whatever, usually the return far outweighs the risk. And as a teacher, I have to say this in a crappy radio voice, 
when you face failure, number one, it's failure is not a destination. It's just a pit stop because they're not mistakes. They're learning opportunities. I have to say that as an instructor. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, put that on your bucket list. And if you go and you do a podcast for a year and you don't get the results you want, you can say, you know what? At least I did more than the person that sits there and listens to podcasts and goes, this guy's crap. At least I did one and I tried it. And you know what? I learned so much from that. You know what? I'm such a better speaker. I'm so more outgoing than I used to be. You know what? I got to talk to so many people that I never would have had the opportunity to talk to. Holy cow. I actually made some gas money with my podcast and I made a whole bunch of friends that I didn't know existed on the internet because I put myself out there. What if I fail? What if you don't? And I would love to help you start your podcast. Now, here's how we do this. If you go out to the school of podcasting.com, that's actually the site where you can sign up. Now you can get that also from school of podcasting.com. That's the public site and use the coupon code listener L I S T E N E R. That'll save you off your first month. If you don't have a website, check this out. It's a win, win. Send me an email with the phrase quick start. And I will send you an affiliate link for hosting. That means I'm going to earn a commission when you order your hosting. And as my way of saying, hey, thank you for helping me earn a commission. I will give you a month at the School of Podcasting and I will install WordPress for you. And a couple of plugins to help you with that. So you'll have a month at the School of Podcasting to watch all the tutorials to figure out what to do with the website that you just inherited. And it'll help you through buying things like equipment. It'll help you plan your podcast and um, it's a, a great way for both of us to win. And of course, if you have a website, like I said, the way you win, use the coupon code listener and I will see you on the inside. Now realize next week is podcast movement. So if there is a show next week, it'll be out late Monday. If at all, we shall see. But I will definitely have tons to talk about. But being that I usually record this on Saturday and Sunday, I'll be in Texas. So don't expect a show next week, which will be the first time in 472 episodes that I just don't put out a show. And I would rather put out a show on Tuesday, maybe, than Monday that's rushed and hurried and not any good. We'll see. We'll play that by ear. But uh, I do appreciate you listening. And I do look forward to talking to you about podcast movement. And also, if you want to be a speaker for the New Media Expo for next year in April, at Las Vegas, go over to NMX Live and there's a link near the bottom of the page where we are accepting speaker submissions at the New Media Expo. So thanks very much for tuning in. I'll see you again next week. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. <laughs>